Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. Today we're sitting down with Dusty Black, the guy behind Who Are You? Love the single. Loved getting to know him. His grandfather was Johnny Cash's banjo player. Come on. He competed with his dad in a moving company. And then one day just decided, you know what? It's time to do music. I'm not saying Colt Ford helped him do it. Let's get to know Dusty Black. You tell me I can't go to church, you tell me I can't go to work, well shit that just ain't gonna work around here. I'm gonna go hug my mama, I'm gonna head Welcome to Las Vegas, dude. Hey man, thanks so much. It's been a little while. It's been, uh, I guess, like a year and a half, two years since I've been to Vegas. Yeah. COVID, so I'm happy to be back to my, my, my favorite playground. Have you, um, have you ever stepped foot in, inside Stoney's? Before I today, I have not, man. Today's my first day. Welcome to Stoney's. Thank you, brother. Dude, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a, l- a little bit. Um, I just we just had this talk about how we got in touch with each other. But um, how long have you been doing country music? Like, how long have you actually like this has been your pursuit? Uh, almost eight months. Almost eight months. Yeah. I'm gonna have some fun with you real quick. I would say that it is July. So I had some artists come through here in June. They waited four years to get in here. That's crazy. Four. I mean, I, I, like emails, emails, emails. Yeah. There's a couple artists, more than a couple, that I've reached out to. You're one of them. And I think I, I love the stories like this of eight months um, moving company, right? Yeah. So where were you born? Let's start there. So I was born in Tyler, Texas. Okay. Uh, raised in, uh, between, in a little town in Arkansas, between there and Memphis. And um, my parents were divorced, but my dad, my dad lived in Memphis. My mom lived in a little town called Minetta, Arkansas. And, um, but that's where both of them are, are from. And, um, and, and yeah, so my, you know, my, my grandfather was a musician. He played banjo for Johnny Cash and, you know, uh, they met in a little town called Dice, Arkansas. Where Dice. From. Yeah. And, um, and, and my, my granddad's name was, was Floyd, uh, Black Jr. Everybody called him Jr. He's kind of a little guy and, and, uh, just kind of tough as nails and could play the hell out of a banjo. And, uh, so so Johnny hired him. They he played on Louisiana Hayride with him. You know, uh, my granddad followed him up to to Nashville, and then and then uh, we ended up uh, in in Memphis. So my father played and sang for about as long as he could, and and uh, then he, he kind of had to lay his passion down to to provide for his family. And and um, does that mean get a real job? That means get a real <laughs> job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My. Uh, my mom was was uh, my stepmom at the time. I guess I have two little little half brothers as well, and she was like, "Yeah, so this this music thing, <laughs> it's not it's not making uh, enough money as, as we need." So, um, but yeah, so he he started a moving company when I was about I don't know six years old, and uh, it was just a local moving company there in Memphis, and so I grew up, you know, um, moving furniture whether I liked it or not on my weekends and all summer right. playing ball. So, yeah crazy so now that's like that was your main job up until like eight months ago was the moving stuff yeah, yeah. so was that just handed down as a legacy per se from the family down or no um no my father um actually became my competitor so I, oh wow so i i actually started uh black tie moving in dallas texas uh, about eight years ago um and i was i was in the mortgage industry and kind of um you know, we had the big mortgage crash, and I didn't know what I wanted to do at that time. But I know the one thing that I knew, you know, better than anything else was how to how to move somebody's uh, furnishings right. from one place to the other. And it was just one of those technical skills that I grew up with. 
and I knew a lot of realtors and stuff like that. And so I just started it up and ran some ads in the in the paper and written trucks. And uh, and and yeah, now it's the fastest growing moving company in history. So. Dude, congratulations on that. So then, you're how'd you get to Nashville? So I, so my father um, came down with uh, stage four cancer, prostate cancer, about uh, six years ago, and I was out in L.A. and um, Black Tie was actually on a on a TV show called Million Dollar Listing out there, and we'd moved from Dallas to L.A. try to you know kind of get some exposure for the company out there. Right. And um, you know when you get that call, it's like you know nothing else really matters. You know what I mean? Family, you know, obviously, wins. Um, yeah. yeah, I was going to win that battle all day long, and I have two little girls, and I just wanted them to you know to be around him the last years of his life, and and vice versa, him to be able to enjoy them, you know, the last years of his life, and. Uh, so we moved. Uh, we moved to Nashville. My wife, um, my my father, and, and stepmother were living in Memphis at the time, and my wife was like, "Yeah, we're not we're not going we're not going back there." But I'll move to Nashville, and um, I'd always kind of um, you know I, I'd I'd written songs since I was a, a, a young little boy with my dad, my granddad, and played the guitar and and loved loved to sing and stuff like that. And uh, so when I moved to Nashville, man, I just fell in love with the culture, the music. I right. Used to, you know, I used to go up there when I was a little boy, you know, watch my granddad play or watch my dad play, go to the, go to the Grand Ole Opry or go to um, Opry Land, which back then, you know, was, was a big deal. It's, it's a little different nowadays. Dude, it's a, it's a, it's a theme park now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's a different world nowadays. Uh, Nashville looks a little little different. But um but I just I fell I fell in love with it all over again, man. And been there ever since. Been there ever since, and uh, just you know I started started writing again, and you know I, as an entrepreneur I kind of got got lost in entrepreneurship and you know success and you know trying to build this this big you know mega company um, that I that I kind of almost like just forgot about what I loved and and, right. and, and left left all my passions behind and. Um, October 19 or October 23rd 2019 my father passed away and um you know that that kind of uh it just did something to me I don't I don't know really how to explain it but uh it just put a lot of things into perspective for me it was kind of it was kind of fast like we, it wasn't like he you know was sick and you know he had he, the time right yeah we had the time uh, I didn't get to tell him goodbye and and um and you know it was uh it was tough and I guess I just realized, like, I watched him work like a dog, you know what I mean, for, you know, for his company. And, and still to the day that he died, man, he was trying to, like, compete with me in every <laughs> market that we were both in. And, um, and you know, but that's that's what made me better, you know what I mean? Sure. He had a, he had a way of doing that. It's yeah. kind of neat that you guys are competitors and still yeah. had a relationship. Cause oh, yeah, we are best friends. We are mo- best friends. Most people won't do that. Um, so you're on a boat one day with Mitchell Tenpenny, and he plays you this song. And uh, first thoughts on it are, how long ago was that? Man, I guess that was back in, uh, hmm, it was probably late summer of last, maybe September of last year. September. Okay. What kind of boat you on? Um, I've, got a, I've got a chaparral, a little 29-foot okay. chaparral. Is it, um, I know chaparral also has a wake boat. Is it a wake boat? No. It's no, a, just, it's just a cruiser? Like a deck boat, yeah. Gotcha. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I got into the boating thing. Uh, I bought a Malibu and started surfing. There you go. And you know Taylor. Yeah. Um, I actually took Taylor from the Rebel Boys out, um, and we did some surfing behind the boat, that, nice. that sort of thing. Like, I, I've had a lot of fun with those guys. Yeah. How did you get hooked up? Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm going to go back. So Mitchell on the boat says, hey, man, I got this song. Want to listen to it? And you're like. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, and he was like, hey, man. And we're always, you know, I guess, you know, 
me and all my friends in Nashville, we're all like, my favorite thing to do is listen to new music. You, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like same. There's, <laughs> I could I could sit in a room and do it for for hours and hours and hours on end, yeah. and um, and especially when it's coming from like the best you know artist in 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 uh, in country music, right? right. It happened to be you know best friends of mine, and uh, so anyway, we're on the boat, and and uh, he goes, he goes, man, I want you to listen to this song I wrote the other day. He's like, I know. You know your kind of stance. You know I know you're a Republican, and I kind of know what you stand for, man. He's like, I think you'll like it, and uh, and he played it for me, and I was like, holy cow, like this is this is crazy, and because uh, it had this like rock and roll vibe, and right, you know, like I sang like some some like alternative rock we both did like when we were younger in our like late teens, early twenties and stuff. Yeah. So uh, so we both kind of shared that like you know that alternative rock uh, you know vibe as well, and. Um, so then I was like, man, this is this is incredible. I was like, look, like you're gonna cut it, right? And he was like, no, no, I can't cut it. And I was like, why not? And he said, well, you know, label said that you know probably you know probably wouldn't be in my career's best interest to right. cut something like that or say something like this. He's like, instantly pigeonholed. Yeah. So um, and then you know you wrote it with a guy you know that uh, that we all grew up listening to and, and loving, um, Red Atkins. And I was like, oh, so. <laughs> Is Rhett gonna cut it? And he was like, "No, no, Rhett." I don't think I could it. hear Rhett singing that. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I could either. But um, uh, not that he's not a great, uh, a great artist. Yeah, just, just, just not the mold, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's an incredible, incredible writer and artist, man. Um, but anyway, so I was like, "Well, who's gonna cut it?" He's like, "I, I don't know." I was like, "Well, I'll cut it." And he was like, "He was like, really?" I was like, "Hell yeah, I'll cut it." And I was like, "You know, it's I, I'm, you know, I kind of pride myself on not being." Um, censored by any means sure you know i've um you know i'm i'm very uh strong in my stance and what i stand for what i believe and nobody's going to tell me what i can and can't say and i think that you know country music needs a little bit of that nowadays definitely i'm going to interject because most of the stuff that comes out right now is so cookie cutter yeah um i i like you love new music um it's russell dickerson's played here seven times yeah they get to that level where I'm like the dad that I'll sure. t turn around and be like, next. And then I go back and then I raise another kid. And that's what we like yeah. to do here. I did it with Austin, like that sort of thing in this market. There's a few artists that, quite a few that keep coming through. And we, like Russell played here, his sixth and seventh time sold out both shows and yours wasn't even on the radio yet. Hadn't even hit. And so that's what our market is about. That's what Country F Radio is about. That's what this is about. So they can get to know you on a different level and, and maybe appreciate you like most don't. Because the end of the day, Vegas is a little bit different than most. It really is. You 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 can come here and see anything you want. Yeah. So to get someone to come out and see new music, yeah. I mean, that's kind of it's it's difficult. Sure. So I mean we have that challenge every single Friday because it's once they get to that level. We can't afford them anymore, sure. and we can't pay the casino money. Yep. So it's that struggle. Well, I'll be I'll be back as many times as you'll have me. Hell yes! So you record the song when it's done, and you get your first pass at it. You know, yeah. maybe it's not mastered yet, but do you send it to Mitchell and go, "What do you think, dude?" Yeah, yeah. And I remember, um, I think he was, I think he was like riding down the. Him and Ernest were going somewhere, and they they played it. We play a lot of golf together back home, and um, and he called you, you know. So I sent it to him. I was like, "Hey, man, this is you know the first, uh, you know, first run of the demo." And um, he says back, "He's like, oh my god, dude. He's like, he's like, I love it, man. You sound amazing on it. And it, you know, it's kind of hard whenever you hear his demo, uh, you know, of sure. the song. Um, 
and I won't be playing that for anybody because uh, you know, <laughs> you might you might not like mine anymore. You might not like my version. Mitchell's such a talented dude, man. Like, yeah. He has such a, a unique, different voice. voice. Yeah, yeah man. Um, but um, but he was like, yeah, man. He's like, you you got to cut this, dude. He was like, cut. he was like, I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be a big song for you. And and you know, we had some I had some ideas and some some plans with some friends of mine that that uh, I was gonna make sure that that people heard it. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that. You know, with bringing in, you know, when we shot the video, I was like, you know, we got to bring in some some folks like DC, DC Drano, <laughs> uh, and yeah. typical liberal, and and we had Nicole Arbor in there, and we were supposed to have um, several others, but something came up. But I mean, man, it just it was so much fun to shoot, man. We had right, we had so much fun out at the Country Rebel Ranch. How'd you hook up with those guys? Oh, let's see, uh, man, really, just kind of, you know, Nashville is a big town, but it's a small town. Like Vegas, and yeah, and and really just kind of friends of friends. Like I believe, uh, you know, so Kevin was dating Colby Calais, uh for a while, and I, I think still is. And and um, Colby's some of Colby's friends and my friends were were close. And right when the boys moved to town, um, I think they came up to my. It was during COVID when everything like shut down at ten o'clock. Right, and I had this. Um, I had this condo that was like right above like tin roof on Demumbrian. Right? Okay. Yeah. It's pretty nice, pretty nice little penthouse. And um so it kind of became like the the well when when the midtown, you know, when Demumbrian, when Tin Roof and Live Oak and all these bars closed at ten, we would um we would all go up to my place and just kind of, you know, play music, a bunch of songwriters and finish the night out. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we'd hang out for a couple hours. And um and I met them just there. They came over one night. We we kind of hit it off and yeah. went out to the ranch a couple times. But man, just what dude? What what great dudes, man! Yeah, they're I, cool. I love them. I met them from. Um, I did a show here. I think with Carter Winter. I think is what it yeah. was. And it was a New Year's Eve show. And they uh, we surprised them because downstairs we have a a room downstairs we call the Rebel Lounge. And yeah. so Taylor came out. Um, um, I want to say Taylor might even stayed at the house. Um, but needless to say, we. They they put together this wall in there that's the, like the same one that there's only two of them. There's one at the Rebel Ranch where it's the United States all cut out in wood. Yep. The other one's downstairs. That's awesome. And it says Rebel Lounge. And um, I met them that night. And I don't drink very often, but I did drink that night. Uh, I beat the Blues Brothers at pool. So to <laughs> this to go. this day, yeah. they're like, dude, rematch. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna stay on top, dude. Yeah, I, I feel good about it because they would they would say <laughs> stuff like they'd be like, dude, it's it's your home table. I'm like, it's yeah. at Stoney's, dude. It's not even regulation size. So I was at their ranch. Um, New Year's Eve a couple years ago, I was I was out there. Uh, we flew out for Austin's wedding, yeah. and so uh, me and my girlfriend just stopped by and just like to check the place out and, and like hung out for a while, shot the shit, had dinner there and everything. They're like, let's play pool. I'm like, no, nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. <laughs> I'm to- totally good. You guys drink your Jack, and I'm just gonna I'm not yeah. gonna touch anything like that. I love it. Yeah, I, I love what they do for music, man. It's kind of. Uh, they champion it like we do. I mean, yeah. we're just a, a West Coast deal. Um, our radio station helps a lot. Um, the um, getting to know the new artist is kind of what that's that's my forte i love sure. that thing i love listening to music i was hanging out with um the love and theft guys last week and yeah. he's got Great a new news. single out um um called accidentally on purpose yeah. badass tune dude yeah. so i'm like i'm like dude steven man send me that shit yeah. i'm not saying that we're playing it in stoney's tonight but it, it's it's a good it's a good um west coast swing so you might hear it tonight and then uh you know scott stevens yeah so he's got a new single coming out august 13th 
with Justin Moore. And I'm, we're going to start playing on the radio station August 1st because he's playing here the 13th. But that's what I want to do. Like, I love getting the new music and sharing it with people and having that. I've always been known for that, dude. I've been doing it 20-plus years, and it's what I like doing because everyone starts somewhere. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I had this post that I, I posted uh, about two, three weeks ago about sleeping on an artist because you never freaking know. You never know. And I go back to, you know, Luke Combs played here. We paid him 500 bucks. Yeah. Now look at him. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, the Brett Youngs of the world have played here. Uh, Kane Brown, his first West Coast show he ever did. Yeah. Right here. Wow. Mine so, too. Yeah. That's, Kane's uh, also a good buddy, man. He, what, a great, what a great dude, man. And yeah. I'm happy for him. He's a, I won, I won 20 bucks from that same guy at, at iHeart because he said that Kane Brown will never see uh, the light of terrestrial radio for at least two years. And like four months later, he went back to CRS and I got a text message that says, I owe you 20 because he just signed his deal and they walked him out as the next. And I was like, <laughs> that's about all I got for you. Not saying I'm always right, but that was a, that was a pretty good one. I love it, man. So, I love meeting other like just connoisseurs of, of, of new music, man. Dude, so I have a show on Country AF Radio every Monday through Friday from noon to three, yeah. and it's called Toad's Tunes, yeah. and you will not hear any old music on there. It's oh. all brand new country, and there's so much of it out there that, that I mean, country probably has 12 genres within itself, sure. so we play a little bit of everything. I mean, I, I love the stuff from, like, Larry Fleet all the way, yeah. all the way, all the way into, like, the new Mitchell Tenpenny stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, he... There's certain artists, so I look at like Ashley McBride. She's one of those girls that she could sing a song about anything, and sure. people are going to listen. Yep. Mitchell's the same way. I, I mean, you know, and even Megan Patrick for that. I mean, some yeah. of the stuff she comes up with. Dude, so she, that girl, man, first time I met Megan, uh, she she walks in. We were there's this old there's this old speakeasy bar in Nashville called the Spot. And, okay. Uh, I mean, th this place was like iconic. Like Big and Rich owned it because. Um, I won't say why, but let's just say that they weren't welcoming a lot of bars around town <laughs> back in, back in the day. I don't uh, wonder why. So they, <laughs> so, so they opened their own. It was like a little speakeasy, and there was like a hundred members. And um, I remember this is probably five years ago. Taylor Phillips, uh, big songwriter in town, uh, wrote "Hurricane," "Stuff for Luke," and a bunch right. of Kane Brown songs. Introduced me to him. Anyway, I took them all to the spot, and I was a member there. Gary Lavox let me. Uh, I, I kind of. Um, like Grant got grandfathered in through his membership because he didn't go anymore, and he moved out to the farm. He's like, ah, you you you'll use this more than I will. So I was like, awesome, dude. And um, so anyway, I mean, I've passed guitars with George Strait in there. I've, oh wow! You know, sat and talked for Garth, Garth Brooks for an hour. Like had some of the most like surreal experiences I've ever had in my life uh, in this bar. But anyway, first time I met Megan, she gets up and. She puts a big old dip in, and, and <laughs> she sets up on the bar, and she plays her, her version of Troubadour. And I was like, holy shit. Like, it was unbelievable. And um, that was before I even really knew, you know, Mitchell really right. well. So I'm, I'm a big fan of both of them, man. They're just they're a great couple and just great, great people, man, and I'm proud to have them in my life. That's funny. I got um, reached out to... Uh there's a kid named T Taylor Lightcap. Do you, do you know him? Yeah, I know Taylor. So he, he had me send out um, some famous stuff. So he buys it from me. Yeah. But then he was like, I got some. I want to give it to Mitchell and his girlfriend. This was before I knew who his girlfriend was. Yeah. I ended up sitting down with her um, via Zoom during COVID and did one of these. Um, yeah. Via Zoom was kind of fun. I'm like, yeah, I just have a question for you. Did you ever get your shirts? And she's like, no. So I've been meaning to hit up hit up Taylor and be like, dude, what the hell, man? <laughs> what the hell, bro? Like Taylor gave him to his wife. He knows <laughs> what he did. <laughs> That's pretty freaking funny, dude. I love Taylor though too. He's a, he's a cool dude. Yeah, I don't it's funny, I don't I only know him from um probably just the country F radio and the Toad's tune stuff with the music because like yeah. we he probably 
I don't know, caught wind of the Stony stuff or what. I, I don't honestly even know how we started talking. I don't know if I met him out here during ECMs or what. I have no idea. But needless to say, he seems like a pretty cool dude. And um, I just love people that rock my shit. I mean, yeah. to be honest with you, Absolutely. the end well, of the I'm, day is. I'm going I'm to have to buy some. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's got a great meaning behind yeah. it. I have a, a 13-year-old kid, a uh, little, little girl that always asks me, how do I become famous on Snapchat or, yeah. or fuck, Instagram or whatever? I'm like, baby, you're famous enough. Like, yeah. And it's got so many meanings towards That's it so because... I mean, it really does. You know, some people, I don't want to be you and get to, you know, I just, I mean, you, you, you lose a lot of, it's for some people. Sure. You lose a lot of like, um, self-control in that sense because you can't go places. You can't do the things you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, A lot of freedoms. That's, that's, that's a great word, but some people, that's what they want out of life and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not. So speaking of that, eight months ago, you start doing the music thing. What was the click to you that said, You've always like grown up singing. You said like the alt stuff, and then you were writing. But then all of a sudden, dude, this is what I want to do for a career. Yeah, you know, I think so. My I have two little girls myself, uh, seven and nine, and um, my my oldest daughter is, is a is a um, is, is a very good competitive dancer. Like, I mean, they she goes to, like world championships. I mean, it's crazy, and like gymnastics she, she or goes, like uh, like dance and in gymnastics. I mean, the whole everything. Got it. Yeah. Okay, um, and. Uh, and she was trying out for this this new team, and, and there were some older girls. And she like, I remember like she came home. This is this is probably a couple of weeks after my dad passed away, and um, and she was like, she sat down. And I was like, I could tell something was wrong with her. You know what I mean? She just kind of looked like defeated. Right. And she got home from these like trials, and probably she said, Dad, I just don't, I just don't think I'm good enough. Nine years old. Nine years old. Okay. Yeah. And. Um, and I, you know, and that's like one of those like dad moments, really, you know, when you like sit, you like look them in the eye and I'm like, hey, listen, you can do absolutely anything you want to do in this world as long as you put your heart and your mind into it. Right. And so don't ever doubt yourself. You know what I mean? And and you're just like, you know, you just want to be like their champion and, and just build so much confidence, you know, within their their little hearts and and you know their their little bodies. Right. To make them know that they can do anything that they want. And I think it was like. Something something happened. Like I I just got like my first demo back that on a, on a song that I'd written or something like that, and Colt Ford called me, and he was like, "Hey, dude, is did you is this you on this demo?" And I was like, "Yeah." He was like, "What what are you doing?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Why aren't you, why aren't you putting music out? I know that's what you want to do." He's like, "I've known you for long enough. I know that's you know that's your dream." Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, man, like, I, you know, man, I've already chosen another path in life. Like, I'm too old. I'm too, like, this and that. You know what I mean? Like, there's so much talent. There's so many talented people out there in the city. He's like, no, dude, you do it. And I guess, you know, I remember, like, looking myself in the morning or in the mirror that next morning and remembering the conversation that I have with my daughter. Right. It's like, how in the world, you know, can I, you know, be this example for her if I'm not leading by it yeah and leading by example myself that's rad and uh and and i was just like you know what shit that what could you know what in the world what so what do i have to lose right do you do you call some of your friends and go how do i do this or is it something you already knew how to do did you already have friends that recorded stuff did you already have songs like yeah like well like colt set me up like i mean colt produced my whole first ep that came out today so are uh, you are you on average joe's Mm -hmm. okay yep yeah, we have a uh, it's like a joint venture called Black Label Country with uh, Colt Ford and uh, and some other some other folks, producers and stuff like that. Okay, so your EP, you you had three songs on Spotify before. Yeah. So now how many are there? So there's still five. 
12 five. And then I'll gotcha. be releasing um, a single every six weeks for probably the next like three to four months. So I'm gonna keep bringing. I mean, I've got like 12 songs. The worst. I've got like 12 songs in the tank right now, and the right. worst feeling like ever to me is just like sitting on my music. All right. Whenever you know. Whenever I've got so much of it, you know, to, to for like the world to hear, but it's like you know, the, the from the business side, they're like, well, you can't just like, you know, go put it all out at the same time because or, because yeah. then you're dry after they've listened exactly. to it all. I got, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, but you look at a guy like Morgan Wallen and says, fuck it, I'm gonna put out two albums. Yeah, yeah, no, well, yeah, <laughs> and then more. and then you got Eric Church that just says, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, and you know, I, I guess you know they've they've earned their stripes a little bit. Sure. Um, Sure. And, you know, I, th I think that, uh, you know, I think we're doing it right. I don't know, you know, I, who knows, right? Like, who knows if there's a right or wrong way. But, you know, all I know is that I'm going to I'm gonna keep making music and doing what I love, man, until the day that I die. And, and it's it's something that um, now that I'm doing it full time, I stepped down as CEO of my moving company like a year ago um, and, uh, and said, you know what, this is just what I'm going to do. I'm going to chase my dreams. I don't think that, you know, uh, we're ever too old to chase like nope. those childhood dreams and heck I was you know 37 when I decided to to switch gears you know what I mean and, and sure um, I hope that like inspires other people that you know to do the same thing my mom was 45 years old and went back to college and um, she was an accountant but she wanted to be a CPA at yeah. 45 she went back and did it and now that's, that's awesome. I mean and I just look at I mean that's that's enough to give you drive in anything yeah. because age is just a number and it is. Um, yeah I think that's freaking rad so um what do you what do you plan on doing for the rest of this year is your goal just to do like a lot more shows yeah yeah i mean i'm i'm uh so i just signed with the new manager who also manages um some guys nobody's ever heard of like snoop dogg and nelly's <laughs> it's, really, it's really weird and then another texas country artist um who's that one his name's, uh her her name is you're gonna put me on the spot uh she's a young girl that that's okay signed. uh Harper Grace. That's right. Okay. Um, very good. Very talented uh, young lady. She's like I said. She's like 19, 20 years old. Um, but uh, but Ian Vaughn is is a very talented dude. He's he's based out of Texas, and that's what I've been playing in in Texas a lot. You know, over through COVID, Texas, Florida. Right. And I think um, the places you, you know, can. We go ahead, Texas, yeah, Florida, right. Texas, and Florida. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, I spent a long. I, was, I spent twelve years in Texas, so I mean, those are kind of my roots, and I think they've influenced a lot of my music and stuff like that as well. Um, but I've got some, I've got some big tours that like we're we're I can't I can't really can't really talk about yet. Sweet. But, um, I'm gonna be going out with some some uh, some some great acts and supporting them. Uh, hopefully at you know towards the fall and the end of the year and, and next spring. Good, dude. That is yeah. so rad. So, are you planning on all these songs you put out the twelve? Are you gonna put together an album, release it that way, or is everything just gonna be singles? Or you know what? I'll probably put out another album like spring of next year. Um, I'll put out a couple singles, you know, throughout the fall and stuff like that. Just, you know, the songs that I play live shows and stuff like that. Like, but I, I want to put out another album that's. You know, I feel like the first album's like, you know, it's your first try at anything. Like, not that it's bad or not who you are, but you kind of like, you, you kind of understand who you want to be. Right. You know what I mean, through through those experiences, and you know, you're you're really kind of, um, you know, you're you're creating your sound in that first album or EP, and and understanding who you are and and who you want to be, and I think that, um, you know, the the next album in the songs that we have you know lined up man are, are just going to be incredible and i'm i'm a very picky um artist when it comes to the songs that i record I, like 
I, I want to be as authentic as I pro, as, as I possibly can. Um, Ones that maybe like relate the most to you. Yeah, sort like of I, thing. every song on my EP it has a special meaning to to me, and, and is and is is um, has a special place in my heart because of of real life events that have that have happened. Right. So. The um the number one five seven is in who are you? I'm 157 miles past. Yep. Do you think that has a meaning? Oh yeah. Do you know what it is? Um, you know, I uh, I have I have I have an idea. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, don't I mean, that could have been anything. So I'm like sitting yeah. there today. I mean, I've listened to the song and I hear it. And I'm I'm there with Chase and I asked him if you wrote the song and he said no. He told me that um. Mitchell and Rhett did, and I'm like, God, I wonder what 157 miles like that has to like mean, like because that's just a random number, and yeah. you're just gonna leave me hanging like that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, because I, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, I think it has something to do with with um, with how artists are kind of like um, pigeonholed and kind of put into a box, and and you know sometimes. Uh, you know, they get to the point to where they're they're like driven away, and they're just like past the point of giving giving a damn. Sure. And, you know. and that's at 157 miles. Yeah, I don't want to get <laughs> I don't want to get I don't wanna get anybody in trouble. I don't know. That's I mean, that's and, pretty funny. And but I think that you know, and and I think like who are you? Just you know, it's not like we don't have like we've all had friends and family members like that you know, passed from COVID. You know, and, sure. And, and and you know that's like we want to be sympathetic and empathetic to that, but at the same time, you know. I think we all need to move on and live our lives and stop letting, you know, the media control our mindsets and, sure. and the way that, that we live. And, hey, there's there's certain people out there that need to be super careful and need to be, you know. Dude, that goes with anything, so. though. I sit back and, like, how many people have died of cancer? How many people, have, you know, have died by getting hit by a car? I mean, like, there's there's death in everything. Yeah. And that's why I just sit back and I'm like, I read, I read the numbers and... I used to be super vocal like last year. I was just fed up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you, this is just killing business. It's killing people's yeah. pride and like it, depression is I'm like, but it's like no, no fucks are given yeah. on the yeah. other side. And that's the first time I heard that song. I was sitting in the parking lot at Target on uh, Blue Diamond because I'm going to introduce you to my buddy, Sean. Yeah. And uh, um, he's the reason why you're here tonight. Like yeah, I, I would awesome. like that's the truth, because I, I mean, I'm sure I would have heard of you later. Yeah. But is his last name Fair? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, him. Yeah, just he he asked me tonight. He's like, "Dude, you think I can meet him?" I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, hell yeah!" Like, course, I just think it's rad that my friends through this so many years because I've known that kid forever, yeah. and just the circle of of how the world goes. But I just sit back and like this post. I'm gonna screen capture it and send it to you, and it it, it might it'll resonate with you because yeah. I believe that you're when you talk about the new music stuff. But that's why I sit back and I get these people. I just got this random text that just said, "Hey, I don't know if I'm coming out tonight. I don't know if that guy's like for for me," and I'm like. You don't even fucking know who it wasn't you. I mean, this yeah. was before. I'm like, uh, you don't even know who he is. You don't know anything about the dude. You never even heard him play before. It's his first yeah. time coming here, and that's like your your statement of. And I just lost my shit, and I write this whole thing. And dude, like, I have a, a decent following on Instagram, and it was the most popular story that I've ever had. Like the people that responded, like artists. Uh, people that are in the industry to friends, people I haven't talked to in forever, they're like, preach on, or like, what the hell happened to you? Or like, hell yeah, that's right. Or why don't more people think like that? And I just like sit back and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like it, you get to that point yeah. and 
um, I just felt like I was going to explode. And I was just, I was so angry because first of all, I didn't ask if you were coming tonight and you're just going to preach that out on me. And I like, I didn't, but then I just, but I think that that's like, who are you? You, you can get angry at that song in a sense. And just, I mean, cause we've got kids and we've got, you know, a mom and we've got a a family and friends. Like, I mean, the only thing that changed for me is that I got kicked out of Walmart and Target more than I ever had because I'm. I don't, I don't, I hate the mask. I think it's retarded. I don't think it does anything. I just, uh, here in, here in Vegas right now, um, they just passed this thing where uh, employees have to wear masks. And so I'm like, I'm like literally walking through here today going, okay, these employees here tonight, they work at night. What the hell do they do all day? Now they're customers at other places not wearing a mask. So what the, like, what am I missing? No, it's, no, you're not. It's just ridiculous. I, I just. I get angry, and I think that your song is probably is, is going to resonate with a lot of people as they hear it. We share it a lot, and uh, hopefully, you. you keep doing what you do and standing standing up for what you do. And absolutely, well, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be here, uh, you know, doing what I love and and uh, and speaking my mind and saying what I think, like you do. And I can certainly respect that about you, man. Like, you know, there's there's not a whole lot of us. No, there's you know not. Yeah. And I think that uh, you know maybe we'll inspire some other people to, yeah. to stand up and just. You know, speak speak their mind and and, uh, and and stand up for what they believe in because, at the end of the day, like I just I feel like we've all been like bullied into a corner, and I mean I'll be honest, like I'm just one of those guys that like, at some point like you're not gonna like, I'm not that guy. No, nope. that you want to bully into a corner, dude. Funny, um, my buddy Tim, we were having this conversation today, and and his wife was saying some stuff about something and they're like, you know, uh, Toad's not like that. He's not like that at all. Nobody can peer pressure him to do anything because he just, like, he marches to the beat of his own drum. And that's literally, I've been that way for a long time because the end of the day, um, I, I have my beliefs in my head and I have to do my own research before that changes. Period. End of story. Absolutely. And um, well, the world needs a lot more people like that I because agree. you, lion's not sheep would not be the company that it is today if if more people thought for themselves. You're exactly right. Um, and I think that people are really starting to stand up for a movement of they're sick and tired of it. I agree. And I, I love agree, it. I, I do too. I hope I hope uh, hope we start a revolution here. You know, well, maybe maybe we do on 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 the podcast and here at Stoney's and and uh, you know with these songs and just you know our our uh, our mindsets and, and encourage to stand up for what we believe in. Do you have a favorite song that you've been a part of so far in your in your young career? Um I'm going to say uh you know so Right Church Ron Pew is probably you know the first song I cut and I released it on the 1 year anniversary of my dad's passing. Right. And it was kind of one of those that you know me, my dad, my granddad were always kind of those those kind of guys that you know I think we all get get like this at some point, but um, you kind of get caught in that place between like doing what's fun and what's right. You know what I mean? I think like growing up, um, I was kind of a you know I was kind of a little uh, you know little shithead, and and uh, you know my dad would be like you know uh, you go do you know whatever the hell you want to on Saturday night, but boy you're I'm gonna wake your ass up on Sunday morning. You're gonna be at church with me. You know That's I mean? right. And he just had he was very you know. He was very stern in saying so, and I didn't. I didn't argue with him because you know he probably would have kicked my ass. But, um, but you know, it's. I think that that's something that most you know most of us men, at least, I know for for sure, 
I kind of struggle with, you know, there's always this like devil on our shoulder and we, we want to do, we have good hearts. We want to do what's right. And then we get tempted by that, you know, that little be- piece of fun. And, uh, and it kind of like, you know, sends us off the, off the rails or sidetracks. I don't know what that. you're talking about. Yeah. No, it never <laughs> happened to me. You know? No. Yeah. Well, it's happened to me a whole lot. So, Dude. um, but yeah, man, I think, and, and that was just one of our favorite songs that we like to sit on the back porch and play together, man. And I think that, you know, so I knew that was the first one that I had to cut and love it. Released it. You wrote that? Uh, no, uh, Jordan Walker and okay. um, and Kenton Bryant did. Yeah. I like Kenton Bryant, covered yeah. in dirt, man. Yeah, man. That dude's. I I tried to get him out here not too long ago, but it, he just band member stuff. And co- I'm gonna get him out here soon. I'm looking yeah. forward to. It. I He's like that kid. Guy, and I hear he music. and he plays really good golf. Yeah, he does. I think my biggest problem is I play like four times a year. That sounds the same. Um, I need to play a lot more because <laughs> I mean the opportunity to play with like and have some fun and because yeah. um, everyone that comes out here, like what they all do, they well, want to go play. You need to come out to Nashville and come out to our country club because it's like it's like a real country club, right? Like, like this is kind of shit that like Travis Tritt sang about. You know what I mean? Okay. It's uh so um John Daly and and uh, you know it's like Steve Smith that owns Tootsie's and all that, right? And Kid Rock, they all started this. They bought this country club. Holy shit! Old Hickory. Okay. And um, and I joined it. I don't. I mean, every every country artist pretty much in town is is a member there. And I mean, dude, you'll see Daly out there in his freaking Arkansas Razorback golf cart, flip flops, right, jumping off his bus, you know. Just drink a handle and get out there and right. drive it 300 yards and straight to the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, dude, what, what in the world, man? That's funny. Um, but now it's it's uh it's actually really they're like done a lot of renovations. We do a lot of like charity golf tournaments and stuff like that out there too. So, but next time you're in town, you'll have to come with me and I'll, get, will, I'll get like Ten Penny and Ernest and some of the boys out. So. Ten Penny's been here a couple times. He's 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 played here quite a few times actually. He's a, he's a good dude, man. Yeah. We we like him. ACM, you got to come out for ACM just to hang out, oh, just yeah. to do whatever. Because yeah. this place is a, this place is a shit show during okay. ACM. <laughs> Our Thursday nights, you think nobody has anything scheduled, so they all come here, <laughs> and it gets. Uh, the Midland boys were here one night, and they drank us all out of 1942. Uh, I, I don't know how they got their rich taste, but <laughs> I'm gonna let you go so you can get back oh, downstairs. Uh, tell yeah. people how to find you online. Yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, D Black Tie or Dusty Black Music on Instagram, Dusty Black Music on Facebook, uh, and you can go to dustyblack.com. I'm gonna do what I wanna do, cause I know.